This year is brought to you by TorahWeb.org. The Rambam quotes, the Rambam wrote a Sefer on mitzvahs where he lists off which, in his opinion, are the 613 mitzvahs. The Gemara tells us there are 613, but the Gemara doesn't tell us which they are. So the Rambam was not the first, he was not the last. He wrote a Sefer on mitzvahs. So one of the, in the beginning of the list, the first mitzvah is to believe in God. Second mitzvah is to believe there's only one God, to love God, to fear God. And then I think mitzvah number five maybe is to daven once a day every day. It's a biblical requirement. And then he has number six and number seven. One of the first ten mitzvahs is v'halach t'bedrochov, to imitate the ways of God, to, know, to go in the ways of God. HaKadosh Baruch created all of us b'tselem alakim. And he told us to preserve that selem alakim that he instilled within us. What is, what are the ways of God? How do you know what are the ways of God? So the Ramam writes, both in Mor Nebuchim and in the Mishnah Torah, he writes, after you study Tanakh, you study Tanakh, we'll see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu behaves, how he acts, and how we should preserve our Tzalemakim. So what is that, what is the Derech Hashem? Allah the Bidrach, what is the Derech Hashem? It says that Avram Avinu was beloved by HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ki Yedaitiv, I love HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ki Yitzavah Zbanu Vizpesach V'Lelechaz B'Derech Hashem I know that Avraham Avinu is a wonderful person that's why I love him because he will instruct his children to go in the Derech Hashem so what is the Derech Hashem? so the Rambam writes he quotes a whole chunk from Aristotle he says to go B'Derech HaMemutza you shouldn't be extreme in this direction it shouldn't be extreme in that direction all of your mirrors should be B'Derech HaMemutza in the middle of the road there was a, there was a Jewish thinker, Shadal, in Italy, Shmuel David Lazzato, who attacks the Rambam. The Rambam quotes a chunk of Aristotle and he puts it in his Sefer. You should put it in the Marnavucha and put it somewhere else. Why did he put it in the Sefer Halacha? Sefer Halacha doesn't belong. So the Maritzchai has an essay where he defends the Rambam. He says, no, this is, this is straight from the Gemara. The idea is from the Gemara. The, the way the Rambam explains how to do it, that's straight from Aristotle. But the idea appears in the Gemara. The Gemara in the first daf in Saita explains the state of Hamishnayis. First you have Masechah Saita, then you have Masechah Nazir. Why? Because in the Chumash, that's the way it appears. In Parshas Nasa, in Chumash Bamidbar, first you have the Parsha of Sota, then you have the Parsha of Nazir. And why does it happen in the Chumash in that order? So the Gemara explains, Haroya Saita Bikilkula Yazir If you live in a generation that you see that there's a woman who's, who's not being faithful to her husband, she's a Saita. So it's a good idea to, to accept Naziris. Under normal circumstances, we would assume that it's improper to accept Naziris. A Jew should not be an ascetic. HaKadosh Baruch created the world with Hanois Olam and he wants us to enjoy all the Hanois Olam whatever is Muta we should enjoy. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't avoid enjoying Olam But if you live in a generation if you see a Saita, you live in a generation where, uh, where the people are, are, are violating the laws of the Torah, then you should go to the extreme in the other direction until everything straightens out. And the Raman gives a marshal that normal people eat normal food. And when a person is sick, so sometimes we, he has to get a special diet until he straightens out. And then when his system straightens out, then he can go back to eating normal food. So the same is regarding the Midas. A person should always go to Derech HaMemutzah, and he says, the middle of the road, that's called the Derech Hashem. Derech HaMemutzah. Unless, uh, unless you live in a generation, unless you happen to have a chisarin, 
So you, you better go to an, an extreme until you straighten out, or unless you live in a generation. Right? You start to build kalkula, then you, have to, then you have to do something that's extreme. So unfortunately, we live in a generation where there are many soitas. You look in the newspaper. Every day there's another soita. The headlines in the newspaper. But we live in a generation where there's so much sheker and there's so much geneva going on, so the Ramam would recommend that should we, we should go to the extreme. We should try to go to the extreme of being honest and go to the extreme and uh, not doing it either. So, people in business, everybody has a, a natural desire for everybody wants to have more money. The Pasuk says, one who loves money, everybody would like to be rich, will never be satisfied with whatever amount of money he has. Uh, they quote in the name of the Beis Halevi, Rabbi Yoshebeh Salavechik, the father of Rabbi Chaim Salavechik, that he asked the Kasha, that there is an expression that appears in the Medrash, there's nobody who dies and he already has half of the amount of what money that he would like to have. So how can that be? But there's another medrash that says, Mishesh Lamana wrote some assignment. A person has a hundred dollars, he would like to have two hundred dollars. So he has already a hundred dollars. So he has half of what he wants. So why does the other medrash say, Ain't on So the Baisalevi said, No, Mishesh Lamana, a person has a hundred dollars, wants an additional two hundred dollars. Not, not that he wants Sahako. $200. He, he only has one third of what he wants. That's what the other measure says. Everyone has a desire for money. And when you whet your appetite for, for mammon, so then, a person will never be satisfied with the amount of money that he has. So people have a tendency to cut corners in business and, uh, and paying taxes and, and dealing with other people and cheating the other people. So, uh, since we live in a generation with so many people, it, it's a big pirtza in our generation, a pirtza in Midas Ha'emes, and a pirtza in, in Geneva, so we should really, according to the way the Ramam quotes the Gemara, we should really go to the extreme and try to bend over backwards to be extremely honest. In Shulchan Aruch, there's a recommendation that one should recite Parsha Saman uh, every day. Why recite Parsha Saman? If we will review in our minds this Iker and Amunah, that Parnasa is Men HaShemayim, HaKadosh takes care of Parnasa, so we will not be enticed to think that if we'll be Mechal Shabbos, we'll take a job on Shabbos, we'll make more money, or if we'll cheat in business, we'll make more money. You're not going to make more money. It says, by the Mun, everyone was supposed to take Omer, Lagogolis, depending how many members of the family there are. So you have the husband and the wife and nine children, whatever, how many children they have. So some people, there was Echaramar, but Echaramamid, some people weren't so into eating, so they, they didn't take the husband and the wife, and I have nine children, so he would take, so he'd take 11 portions of man, he would take uh, nine, eight, nine portions. So miraculously, when he came home, it turned out that he had 11 portions. And some people were interested in eating more, so instead of taking 11 portions, they would take 25 portions. And when he came home, it turned out there were only 11 portions. Whether you took more than you were supposed to, or you took less than you were supposed to, Pasek says it always turned out there was exactly the amount that they were supposed to take. So if we will review this lesson 
of the man, it's recommended to recite Parshas Haman every day, will re- review this message that Parnassah is Menashemayim, so we won't have the desire to cheat other people in business, and we won't have the desire to steal from others, and we won't have the desire to be Mechal Shabbos in order to make more money, because Parnassah is Menashemayim. It's Nigzar and, and uh, Tishrei, the beginning of the year, how much money we're going to make in the course of the year. We're going to make that money, whether we cheat or we'll be honest, so we're going to make the same amount of money. There's no need to cheat. So that's why this, it's printed in the Siddur. And a lot of Siddur have at the end of Shachar, that Parsha Saman. It's a good idea to recite Parsha Saman. There's a famous Medrash on that Pasuk, and Mishle, Oif Kesef, Kesef. This is not only the psychology regarding um, these mundane desires, that a person is interested in money, one never be satisfied as much money as he has. So the Medrash has a comment, the same is true regarding spiritual assets or if mitzvahs or is by mitzvahs if a person has a desire to do mitzvahs he'll never be satisfied with as many mitzvahs as he has he'll, want, he'll always want to do additional mitzvahs the Gemara has the famous comment about uh, Moshe Rabbeinu why did Moshe Rabbeinu offer so many prayers by Eschanan El Hashem why did he offer hundreds of prayers the man said that he should HaKadosh Baruch should permit him to cross over the Yarden to go into Eretz Yisrael why did he want to go to Eretz Yisrael? He wanted to swim in the Kineret. He wanted to eat the Peris Ginoisa. He was interested in Lechem Imperia with his boy Amituva. So the Gemara says, no. The Gemara, in the end of the first paragraph, that he wanted to have the ability to fulfill the mitzvahs. If you live in Chutzlord, so you're missing a whole bunch of mitzvahs. So you're not, you're not obligated to move to Eretz Yisrael in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvahs. But he was, wasn't satisfied. He was an eye of mitzvahs. He wasn't satisfied with all the mitzvahs that he had. He had a desire to put himself in a situation where he'll be able to fulfill more mitzvahs. Like we all buy an arbor and we all wear an arbor all day long. You're not obligated to. If you're not wearing a four-corner garment, you know, and have the mitzvah of tzitzis. And now no, nobody in the stores, in the, in the regular stores, they don't sell four-corner garments. They don't exist anymore. We go out of our way to buy a four-corner garment in order to be obligated to fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis. So that's all your mitzvahs. Leizba mitzvahs, instead of using this psychology, vayv kesef, leizba kesef, on mundane assets, we should have the psychology in the area of spirituality. Shibayv mitzvahs, leizba mitzvahs. Again, it's important that in our generation we cannot merely go b'derech hamamutza when one is in business. There's so much sheker all over the place, and there's so much geneva and gzela all over the place, and so many people are cheating on taxes. Why do I pay so much tax? Because so many wealthy people are not paying their taxes. That's everybody else's taxes go up. I probably pay ten times as much as I should have paid in taxes because so many people are cheating on taxes. They're not stealing from the Goyesha government. They're stealing from me. We're all partners here in the United States. And as partners, we have to pay for the, for the filtering of the water and for the highways and for the public schools and for the museums. And, and, uh, and uh, mail delivery and garbage collection and so on and police protection and the army so we have to pay for it we're all shutzvim together so we all have an obligation to give our share to cover all the expenses of the shutzvim so because there's so many wealthy people who are cheating on income taxes that's everybody else pays more so the people that are cheating on taxes are really they're really not they're not cheating for the government they're not stealing the government the government is just uh, the secretary over here they're stealing from all of us so everyone should be careful to be extremely honest in business and uh, not to violate checker 
and not to, and not to violate Gezel. The world has a double standard, we know, as far as judging people. As far as the Jewish people are concerned, if there's one Jew who doesn't have Eire, so they'll accuse all the Jews of being Ganovim. One Jew will rape a woman, so all the Jews are rapists and so on. If a Chinaman will do something like that, or a Frenchman, or a Japanese, Nochri will do something, we won't condemn all the, all the Frenchmen and all the, all the Japanese. We'll say that person was an individual. So Rabbi pointed out, and others pointed out as well, this double standard is correct, because by the Nochrim there's no concept of Goy. The word Goy, nation, comes from the word Giviyah. Giviyah means a body, a body, a body. Niltiim Giviyah When they requested of Yosef that they wanted to buy food, so they said they already sold their farms, they have nothing left, but only have Dilti Giviyah so in the Jewish people we say in the davening that's based on the Pesach and Tanakh the Jews are the only goy the Jews are the only nation where we consider all the people together as one body by the Yom Yisraelim they're called mishpachas as a mushal as a borrowed expression we refer to the other nations as Goyim, but the truth of the matter is that the only nation that's a Goyim is the Jewish nation. The Jews are the only ones who blend in together. A mishpacha, you have cousins, uncles, aunts, parents, grandchildren, different individuals that relate to each other in a certain way. They get along, they don't get along, whatever it is. But, uh, but a Goyim means all the people blend in to be considered one body. We read in the parsha yesterday, there's a din... You're not permitted to take revenge from a fellow Jew. So the Talmud Yerushalmi gives a Moshalam If a person is a righty, he's cutting a big chala with his right hand and he's holding the big chala with the left hand. And accidentally, he didn't realize, accidentally, he, he nicks his he nicks a, a finger on the left hand and it starts to bleed. So would it make sense that the left hand should take revenge from the right hand? He should slap the right hand because the right hand is the one who, who got the left hand. It doesn't make sense because they're both organs from the same organism, the same person. You can't take revenge from yourself. So that's what the, the Talmud Yerushalmi gives as a Moshallah, all the Jewish people constitute one big goy, so it's one big gibiyah, one big body, and it doesn't make sense that one Jew should take revenge from another. It's like I'm taking revenge from myself. We all constitute one big body. So that's why, Rabbi said, and others said like that, that's why this double standard that the world has, that if one Jew sins, it's a blemish on the whole Jewish people, is, but if one Frenchman does an Avera, if one, if one German does an Avera, doesn't reflect negatively against all the people from France, all the people from Germany, that person has this uh, fault. It doesn't reflect on the whole nation, but by the Jewish people it does, because all the Jewish people constitute uh, one body. So, yes, we should all have the attitude that we are ambassadors for the Jewish people. We all, we all represent the Jewish people. And if a person is going to do something in business that will be a little shady, not only will they say that he's a Ganav, they'll say all the Jews are Ganavim. So this constitutes a chil Hashem, as if the Jewish religion is what caused them to sin. So, p- 
people in business, people in life have to be careful. Yes, they should be careful. Whenever they're making a decision, they have to keep in mind they represent, all of us represent the entire Jewish people because we are all one guy, all one gviya, all one body. And what we do, we reflect negatively on the whole Jewish people and the whole Jewish religion on the, on the God of the Jewish people. We read yesterday in Pirkei Ovis, the first line in the second parak is very uh, difficult to understand what Rebbe is referring to. What style of living should a person choose? So he says, You should always choose to do such an activity that you're convinced that it's the right way to go. It's the ethical approach. And you will be respected by the public if you, by others, if they'll find out what you did. So yes, people should always, in business and in life, they should always have the attitude, the decision I'm going to make. If they write it up in a newspaper, will I be embarrassed? When other people find out about what I did, will I have what to be embarrassed about? Well, no, the people will praise me. They'll think that I did the right thing. It's not enough that I know that Ferris Lissa, I'm convinced that it's the right thing. I have to make sure that uh, I am the ambassador of the Jewish people and I have to make sure that it will be that other people other people will also approve of what I did you always have to think if they write it up in the newspaper will I be embarrassed or not they'll be embarrassed that's not the right mahalach you guys, the, act, the activity that you plan to do is not going to be teferis lamin ha'odam I happen to have a harusa once a week with a businessman and he's in the middle of some big business deal millions of dollars I can't even count so high and and it's in a foreign country and a foreign continent and he says he never realized that in that country everything is done with Shekhar and Geneva and if you go straight they'll just they'll just take all of your money that's a that's a different story that's a different story. The Pasik tells us, Imikesh Titapol. If you're dealing with a gangster, so you have to threaten the gangster that he better, he better give you this, the share of the business of the revert that you're entitled to, or, uh, or whatever. So this fellow is davening a lot. My son De Harus is davening a lot that he won't have to go to court and he hopes that the, the other shutaf will come around because it'll be, it'll be uh, very. Dirty, very messy. So, but uh, the Novi tells us, in case if you have to, if you have to deal with a gangster, so you don't, you don't deal uh, the way one would deal normally. You're dealing with a normal person. It's interesting that Seris Adibros were on the Shnei Luchan Sabris, and there are different versions in the Medrash how they, how they appeared. So one version is that all of Seris Adibros, each one of the Luchos was a cube. So one version is that Saras Hadibas appeared on all four sides, all our Saras Hadibas from one to ten appeared. Usually in the shuls they have sometimes on the parochas and on top. Don't have, okay. So, oh, so you have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 I don't even know. Wherever. Okay. So usually you have a Saras Hadibas, so you have one to five on one and six to ten on the other one. So there's such an opinion in the Medrash that is one to five. So the Meiri quotes such a Medrash in his introduction to Shas, and he quotes the further elaboration of the Medrash uh, that number six is parallel to number one, and number seven is parallel to number two, and these are connected. 
So he explains the first of the Aseris Hadibas, number one is Anochi Hashem Alakecho, and number six, the first one on the second Luach, is Loisirtzach, you're not allowed to murder. Why are you not allowed to murder? Because God created man with Salam Alakim. So if you kill a human being, you're killing at Salam Alakim. And whoever does kill people, either he doesn't believe in God or he doesn't believe that God created man with Salam Alakim. Could be that both. He doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe that man is created with Salam Alakim. And so on, all of, all of the Dibras, the Meiri has this long elaboration on this. The way we treat other people, if we treat them like dirt, we don't treat them like, like human beings. We don't treat them as if they have Tzalim Alakim. So as if we're denying, either denying the existence of HaKadosh Baruch we're denying that man was created with Tzalim Alakim. We should be careful about that. The Gemara has an interesting idea in Bava Basra. These topics were suggested to me to discuss briefly. The Gemara has an interesting din. Uh, in the days of the Gemara, the idea was that if a person has a, has a shop in a little village, and there really isn't enough room to have a competing shop, if someone else will open up a shop, it'll be... Um, ruin his competition. The first one won't make enough, he won't make enough money that it should pay for him. So the, and, and the Psaq Halach and the Gemara is that you're not permitted to open up. In many cases, you're not permitted to compete with him. It's not like in America that, uh, that capitalism, we encourage everybody to compete with each other. The Gemara didn't go with that sheet. But the Gemara says, with respect to opening up a yeshiva, competing with the existing yeshiva, the Gemara said that it is permissible. So the Pashib Shat and the Gemara is, like the Chazanish describes in his Sefer Amun Abitoch, and Pashib Shat and the Gemara is, there's a Malamed who has a, a yeshiva in the local village. And Malamed used to be, uh, when he was 25 years old, he was young and energetic, and he was Gewaldic. Levitic, jumping around, and students learned well. Now he's 75 years old. Now he's 80 years old. So he's not as Levitic as he used to be. So maybe if you'll get a younger Rebbe, he'll open up a yeshiva, and he'll be Levitic, so he will succeed in teaching the students better. He'll get the students more interested in learning than the old Rebbe. It was his Rebbe, but the Rebbe is over 80 years old, and this young fellow is only 25 years old. So the Gemara says... Gemara seems to say that the parents are entitled to have the best Rebbe possible. Let's say there's a pizza shop. So what could be so bad about the pizza? So if the pizza is always burnt and it takes off, tastes awful and people don't enjoy it. But they have no braver. He's the only pizza shop. But the people, the customers really don't enjoy it. So then the Chachamim are not going to defend the first one who has the pizza shop. They're not happy with the pizza that he has. So they would allow the next one to open up a pizza shop. But if the first one makes pizza, that's reasonable. It's passable. And the other one's going to make even better pizza. So then we try to protect the old fellow. But as far as Chinuch Habanim, the parents are entitled to get the best Rebbe possible to teach their children Torah. So even though, even though the old Rebbe, who's already 75 years old, is not going to be as lovely because the young fellow is only 25. And the younger fellow will... will take away all of the students from 
they'll open up a yeshiva and they'll say whoever wants to come I'll be happy to teach and they see that he's a Lebedeke Rebbe so the parents will be happier with the second Rebbe so the Gemara says they made a Takana that there we allow Hasogas Gvul there's no prohibition of Hasogas Gvul this parents have, are entitled to get the best Rebbe possible to teach their children but let's say it's not a question of the best Rebbe possible somebody opens up a Koilul in town and the Koilul doesn't really have too much effect has, indirectly has effect on the people the Koilul they sit and learn they mind their own business they're not teaching anybody Torah if people come in they want to learn so they'll learn with them once in a while but the Daf Yoimid they're going to learn they can learn just as well with, with this Koilul or with that Koilul then another group decides that they want to open a Koilul in the same city because they want the people in that city are not so poor they want them to support their Koilul so that's that's very questionable. You don't always, I don't think you don't always apply the rule of from that everybody has the right to open up a yeshiva. I think the Gemara means that the parents are entitled to get the best chinuch possible for their children, but it is not a question of the best chinuch. The second fellow wants to open up a kolel because he wants the people in the community to support him. It's the taibasi. It's not the taibas the parents. So then it's not right. Then the Pashta says that the, it's not, sometimes it's not right to tax the community. They don't have enough money to support two different yeshivas and two different kailulim. So it's not so Pashta that you can always open uh, another yeshiva in town. The Rav pointed out before that the Mishnah has twice in the same parak, Aseilach Arav. The Allah has what to say, not only on Tzitzis and Tzitzis, Shabbos and Kashvas and Taras and Mishpacha, has a lot to say about Dine Mominus, has a lot to say about business. So whenever one is faced with a dilemma, whether a certain approach is acceptable, should he go with Nehmeshur Sadin? Should he bend over backwards? to do it in the most honest way or can he cut corners a little bit it's kedai to ask a tamat chacham and to explain all the details of the situation and to get a psak halach it's always best to ask shayla thank you very much